So I'm going to try my best not to squeak in this chair as much as possible. <laughs> Do you hear it? Yes. It's like old bones. <laughs> but they're not my bones, not yet. <laughs> well, hope not. Why are my glasses so crooked? <laughs> Maybe it's my face. Um, so I'm not quite sure what I want to talk about today, but I did feel as though I had a lot of shit that was on my mind. I just don't, it's so much Tell what that thinking. it's all bumbled and jumbled in my head. First and foremost, um, I don't know the timing, but I know today is ML King day. Uh, and I don't know if you saw the unveiling of the statue in honor. <laughs> yeah. Of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta. You know, Coretta's somewhat pissed. Yeah. She mad. I'm angry for her. What were they thinking? It was $10 million for that. I could have done it for three. I could have done it for 5000 and had money left over. I wonder why they just didn't put her whole like face. It, it's like just something I don't even know what it is. No, see, even you are confused because there are no faces. It's only arms. It was meant yeah. to embrace, right? So if you're going to put her face, you'd have to put his face. But the fact that they didn't put any faces, all they put was elbows, forearms, right. and hands. They did manage to put a nice strand of pearls around her wrist, <laughs> which I thought very interesting because we didn't know what the hell it was. It looks like someone is gripping somebody's legs and thighs. That's what I really want to say. But I'm not going to say that because Coretta is already pissed and I don't want to be angry her anymore <laughs> it's supposed to represent um their embrace and there is a particular picture that is floating around that i'm assuming they got it from mm -hmm. the problem is an embrace without proper context right could mean a lot of other things right like what no no huh nothing what were you gonna say i said because when you if you're just riding by you're just gonna be like what is this See, I'm in disagreement with you. I don't think you have to be riding by. I think you could stand there for hours and still wonder, <laughs> what is this? Because that's what I did. I looked at it all night. I looked at it all morning today. And all I could think is, who got put in the full Nelson? That was my first question. Is this a drunken game of Twister? Like, what is, what's going on here? Or somebody's having a good Saturday night or Sunday morning. I'm just saying, either way. But what it did not look like and what I felt was highly disrespectful was it is um, a terrible reflection of his legacy, her legacy, standing by her man. I just thought that it was in poor taste. I was even, I don't know if I'm more outraged that, Someone actually rendered that drawing and submitted it. And some people, a group of people, I'm assuming, said, yes, this is it. This is amazing. <laughs> or if someone said it's going to cost $10 million and they still said, oh, that's perfect. We're still coming in under budget. I think I'm mad all the way around. I just want it taken down. I think a lot of us should get together in the cover of night and just pick it down to death. Right. No, it's, it's gonna take us more than one one night though, because it's a big ass statue. It's definitely a weird sculpture. Yeah, I think it's inappropriate. But who did it? Who was the artist? I don't even want to know. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to give them shine. I think what they did was horrible, and I think whoever said yes, I think they too are horrible. <laughs> so that's my feeling on that. It is what it is. Do with it what you want to. I really don't care. I know. I, I bet Coretta's on my side. She's probably somewhere like, who and what and why? 
Anyway, um, what else is on my mind today? Tell, tell them, tell them, tell them, girl. I'm trying to figure out. I've just, I've been in a weird mood. Why? I don't know. I think it's, um, I don't know if it's hormones. I don't know if it's um, a feeling of death all around, not around me. Jesus, I'm not trying to get you to call me home. But, you know, with Lisa Marie Presley passing at only 54. Uh, and prior to that, you know, there were just a number of deaths, including people who were not famous. And so I don't know. I feel like there is this strange feeling that's in the air. And I don't know. I'm not an emotional person, so I'm not emotional about it. But I am rather pensive. Mm, that's scary because you're a witch. <laughs> now, part of me wants to take that as a compliment. The other part wants to come across this microphone and slew you to death. <laughs> you know what that always said. <laughs> <laughs> that I am I am but a good witch I'm like Linda yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know I just I, and I don't know if it is because um we live in a world of social media so when people die we talk about it and then um other people who follow begin to talk about it and then people who follow them talk about it and before you know it it's everywhere and if perhaps it's always been this way or if it is because as you get older, I think you you start to pay more attention to things like this. Because I know for forever, as long as I can remember, my mom and daddy were always talking about, well, you know, so-and-so died. <laughs> they would call me, having not spoken to me in a week or two, and be like, hey, you remember so-and-so? I'd be like, mm-mm. Oh, yeah, you do. And they try to make me remember them. Well, he died. What's the point of making me remember him <laughs> or her if the end result is they died? Yeah, my mom does the same thing too. I think it's something that you do and when you're older. I think you become preoccupied with death because I think yeah. you, in the words of Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, you know you on deck. Yeah. <laughs> to that big place in the sky. Or wherever it is. I don't I don't know. I'm yeah. not I'm not quite sure. But I just I don't know. I and I feel like people are dying younger more and more, which is disturbing. Um, I don't know what to attribute that to. You know, even when you look at what happened to the young NFL player who collapsed on the field because of that, you know, just crazy and and one in a million odds of happening uh, to his heart. Just things like that, I don't know, just have me very pensive. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to change nothing, but I, I mean, maybe I will. Do you think it's the food? What? No, I said, do you think it's the food that's causing all these people to have like heart attacks? I don't understand. You see how he just be quiet and let some sit for a little while. He didn't have a heart attack. He got hit. Oh, I <laughs> he got hit. That's what I happened. He had like a heart attack. No, he did. Well, he he had a heart situation after being hit. Okay. Like there's a medical. I don't know the actual medical terminology, but it only happened. It's such a freak accident because it doesn't happen often. Okay. I don't know if you've ever watched, but on TV, even actors, they pretend to do chest compressions because you can actually um, give someone a heart attack that by is, yeah. doing that. It's the same thing. Okay. So he got hit and that interruption of his normal heart, the arrhythmia, if you okay. will. I don't know what you call it. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, it wasn't the food. It was the hit that got him. So, yeah. Well, I mean, he wasn't the only one that had a heart attack. 
Lisa Marie Presley had a heart attack. Yeah, but so did her father. So I think that was hereditary. I don't know if it was the food either. Although some people argue that it was the food that got the king. <laughs> the who? The king. Because, <laughs> you know, people call Elvis Presley the king. The king. I just call him the king. Well, he was rather, uh, you know, voluptuous. In the end, he was. In the beginning, he was thin. And then drugs and booze and yeah. I guess food will do it. Sandwiches, the kind of sandwiches he was eating, I guess that might happen. I don't know. but It wasn't the bean sandwiches that you got from that little spot in Tennessee that you asked and they kicked you out. <laughs> you just bring out some random stuff. Nobody has any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> just, just like, ah. <laughs> I got six girls in my head. We're going to find some girls for your head so we can, you know. Or he'd be saying some weird stuff sometimes. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I did I did have this conversation the other day with one of my friends regarding um the state of black women staying single longer and being happy mm-hmm. and how there are a large number of men who find issue or take issue with that. I mean, obviously, it's clear what side I'm on because I am a woman. (laughs) I am not married uh, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean I don't want to get married or would not like to uh, be tethered is a better word for me because marriage is weird. It's a weird word for me. Why? Um, I don't know. I I feel like... um, It's like the word gay. Okay. Gay used to mean something mm-hmm. in a whole different way. Happy, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Now it means something totally different. Right. And it brings about a certain image in your head that you may not mean. For me, I think marriage is the same thing. I think people have said it so much in jest and, and in such negative connotations that immediately in my head, um, I see the image of a ball and chain. I see the image of infidelity. I see the image of all these other things. And so in order for me to embrace it in a more positive light, I have to call it something else. Have you figured out what the something? I just told you, tethered. Tethered. Yeah. I missed it, my bad. I don't know if that's a good word or not, but it's the only word that comes to mind at the moment. Tethered to me. Right, meaning you're attached to something. So, you know, in many ways, I feel that way. I don't know. But I'm not mad at at women who decide to not get married. And I honestly don't think that. Honestly, I feel like people have taken it out, taken it out of context. I think that people have taken whatever meaning they wanted to mean and ran with it. For instance, when a woman says, I'm not married, I'm cool with it. Men, for whatever reason, automatically assume that what she's saying is, I don't need a man and I don't want to get married. Well, that's not it. I think women have just come to a point where we are okay if we don't get married, we not saying that we don't welcome it if it comes, but I don't think we sit around and pine the way I guess we used to. So do you think it's the as far as you being single, not you, but just in general, so many women being single, do you think it's the lack of men or the way that perhaps you can't find your equal? Like men are not really stepping up to the plate? Like what did it I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that at all. I think it is for so long. And obviously this is just my opinion. It doesn't mean that it's right. But I think for so long, women were preoccupied with finding the act of looking like 
actively seeking, looking for a man to complete them, to make them happy, to uh, raise their status, to um, be able to say that they did what they were supposed to. You graduate, you get married, you have children, and that's it. And I think women have stepped away from that and have decided, um, and not all, obviously, so I can't say collectively, but I think a large majority of women have realized that life is so much more than that. And so I think that a lot of women are just focused on whatever makes them happy. And so not that looking or finding your equal or, you know, there aren't any men available. I really don't know what's going on on their side. I can only speak from the perspective of a woman. And I think that there was a time I can even remember in my own life. I remember every time I'd go home, no matter how much success I had under my belt, no matter how many accolades and awards and, and even from a financial standpoint, you know, passing certain levels, the number one question and the only concern that everyone in my family had was, when are you getting married? Yeah. And I could say things like, well, do you not understand that I've climbed Mount Everest? Do you not see where I am in my career? Look at all that I've accomplished. Look at what I've done. And they were like, yeah, but at the end of that, is there a ring? <laughs> I'm like, it would be different if I'm still on my journey and I hadn't had anything to really show for it. Then I could understand you might think, well, what are you working on? Are you working on a baby, a marriage or anything? Because we don't see anything else. But even in seeing all of the other things, it didn't matter. All they wanted to know was, but when are you getting married? Even now when I go home, are you ever going to get married? I'm like, let's look at some of the success I got going on over here. Let's look at that you can call on me when you need me, right? Are we not happy about that? Are we not happy that I am happy? Are we not happy about that? And so I think, but again, my relatives are older and they still think the way they do. So I can't be mad at that. It's just that I think women now realize that my happiness or our happiness is not tethered to being with a man. That's what I think. So I don't want to get into, I think we're, where we stay into trouble all the time is that we're constantly pointing fingers to the other side. Men blame us. You're too independent. Um, you're too, uh, um, I, I don't know, you're too selfish. You're too uh, out there. You're too open. You're too fast. You're too this, you're too that. And I think women in turn do the same thing to men. You know, there aren't enough good men. Most of the men are in jail or most of them are married to other men or blah, blah, blah. Like it's a thousand things we can do to blame each other. So I, because I don't want to get caught in that matrix. I'm going to stay right here. And I'm going to simply say, I know what makes me happy. And I am not closed off to um, being united with somebody. I'm not closed off to finding that someone, but hopefully we will cross paths as he is on his way. And I am on my way. And somewhere we have that uh, intersection of damn, where you been? (laughs) But I have never been one to be out looking. Yeah. I've never been one to say I'm looking for a man. I'm I've never been that way. It doesn't mean that I didn't hope to find one on my way to the grocery store, but I've never got dressed up and gone out to say I'm looking for a man. Although I've been rethinking that like maybe I should, but I don't want to go out looking for a man as much as I want to put myself in the vicinity of where they might be. Yeah. Well, they say that that's the best time to find a man when you're not looking, so 
Well, I ain't been looking for 40 years. What the hell? <laughs> At what point is that going that shit gonna kick in? Who told you that? What's crazy is they say there's somebody for everybody. Where he at though? Well, I do believe that there is somebody. I, well, I don't believe that. I don't. Has he been I, born yet? Let me tell you something. My personal opinion is 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 things like that set you up for failure. Because as soon as you start believing there's someone for me. And if that someone hasn't come along in your timing, then you begin to believe something is wrong with you. And I just think that it's, I think that saying is a setup for failure. I think there is someone for you. It's you. You are your hero. You are your savior. You are your, and I mean that not in a religious context, but you are the one that is responsible for making you happy. If you want someone to tell you how beautiful you are, look in the mirror and tell yourself that. If you're looking for someone to pat you on the back for accomplishments that only you know the sacrifice you made, pat yourself on the back. Because waiting for other people to recognize your achievements and to recognize your greatness sometimes will never happen. And you will live a miserable and lonely life waiting. And you'll blame everybody else when in reality, it's your own fault. Let the church preach. Say, man. Preach, girl. Who finna saying that? We need a hymn or two. That's not a hymn. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that we you should stay open, male or female. I think there are a lot of men out there who think that uh, all women are dogs and all women are gold diggers and all women are whatever thing that is negative. Uh, but I also think that there are women out there who feel the same thing about men. And I think if you just worry about yourself, get yourself together. That's the only thing that you can do. And just be the best you that you can be. That's all you can do. And then someone will inevitably recognize that it fits Whatever with their is. puzzle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 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 what I think. Ain't nothing worse than having uh, a, a thousand piece puzzle and trying to put it together. Now, expect somebody else to put it together. Only they don't know where all the pieces are. <laughs> no, that's true. People are supposed to, they say people are supposed to add to you, not complete you. If that makes sense. Of course, that makes sense because it was very plain. <laughs> of course, I, I 100% that makes sense. I think that a better way to say it is that people are supposed to accentuate you. It's a lot to me. It's a lot like makeup. To me, makeup is not supposed to completely make you over into a whole new person so that when you take the makeup off, I don't know who you are. You don't look the same. Right. Like you're you just don't look the same. So to me, relationships are the same, the exact same thing. Whether I am standing alone or standing with somebody, you should always recognize me. I should be the same person. I should be the same joyous, silly, uh, cerebral uh, asshole can be at times. I should be all of those things by myself. Yeah. And then someone who comes along just accentuates that or makes it better. Yeah. No, that's preach, girl. You got I ain't gonna keep preaching. (laughs) <laughs> yes i am <laughs> hey listen this is why it's don't tell me to shut up nobody can tell you to shut up well they can but i won't listen <laughs> the story of my life i mean it is what it is but I, I do wish that i don't know for me sometimes it's exhausting because i am a scorpio so i overthink everything i overthink every little bitty thing and when we're down to the very last detail when other people have walked away i'm still nitpicking at it because i always find there is something that could be repaired about it it's just it's tiresome but what i will say is one of the things that is making me so tired right now is this great divide between black women and black men Mm -hmm. 
I don't say, and I don't mean that as if we're the only ones who have the issue. I think I don't know about other, you know, races and what they're going through, but I know what I see on social media and what I see in conversations, be it on the show or just in the rooms that I sit. It's exhausting being concerned about um, what is happening to Black love or just love, period, amongst our men and women in our community. What, what do you it's think? It's a constant fight. Yeah. Women want to be right. Men want to be right. Women just want to be happy. Men, sometimes I question if they really want us to be happy or not, because I had this conversation with DL the other day. I was like, here's what's interesting, because we were talking about Lori Harvey. And I said, it's so funny to me when women were at home in the kitchen, only taking care of a man and looking for men to take care of, you call them a ball and chain. Mm -hmm. They were always there. But ain't that what right. you want? <laughs> right. Or, you know, we we are we 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 complain and nag all the time because we're always there. So what would the man do? He would leave home to go find whatever that piece was, be it in the arms of a younger, you know, woman who really is just offering a good time because you don't want all the responsibility. So there was no happiness for the woman there. Right. right? Then you had this, this surge of a woman's movement where women were deciding, okay, you know, I think it's time that I get back into the workplace. Right. And, and then men would criticize the fact that women don't care about their children anymore. They're always out. They're always, you know, doing other things. You're putting your job first and you can't do that. You have to put the children first. What about the family? It's like, damn, now that I have a job and I'm bringing money to the table, that doesn't make you happy. Okay, great. So how about I go back to just, oh, and by the way, body shaming, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, when you're working all the time and cooking and cleaning and all of that, there's really no time to take care of yourself. So you're having kids and you're gaining weight and rather than, um, kind of compliment and, and praise that sense of, wow, look at you being selfless and taking care of. And, you know, there was the ridicule of when you gonna lose this weight. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I've heard it all. Right. And I'm like, okay, so there's no happiness in either one of those scenarios for the woman. Right. right. Well, when the woman decided, okay, great, I'm going to have surgical enhancements and, and make my body everything that you want it to be. And I'm going to show up where you are and I'm going to do everything that makes you happy sexually. I have no kids attached to me, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to try to keep a little bit of that. So, and I'm not saying that all of it was done in, a, in, in the right way. It was some, definitely some gold diggers out there. But now we're all gold diggers. Right. Because we want a man who can come into the relationship at the same level as us. Right. Not lacking. Because that's what you want the woman to do. Not lacking. Right. And if she doesn't, you call her a gold digger. So there's no happiness there. Fast forward to now where women are like, you know what? Fuck it. We can't find happiness at all shared. Right. Because there, there's always fault that men find in us. So most women now are like, you know what? Whatever makes me happy. That's what I'm going to do. I always wanted to write this book. I always wanted to start my own company. I always wanted to do whatever it is. I always wanted to make sure that I, you know, took a trip you know, every month or every quarter, or now I spend most of my time making sure that I, my hair looks good and that I feel good and that my clothes, and I have this great job and now I have all of this spendable cash. So now I can do whatever it is I want to. Now all of a sudden that's bad too. It's like we can't win. Going back to the conversation that I was having with DL, this whole thing about Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey is a young woman who 
Yeah, in some people's minds, she doesn't have talent, according to them. But my thing is, you got a rich stepdaddy and a rich mama. Right. That's my talent. Because there's a lot of people who weren't born with that. Right. And I'm not saying she was born with it. I get it. I know the whole story behind it. However, she's in the position that she's in because they put her in that position. And now she's done some work to stay in that position. And she's young. Yeah. I mean, she's honey, get out there, date whoever you want to, whomever you want to, whenever you want to, and however you want to. And this whole thing, I know her and Michael B. Jordan, that didn't end, that didn't um, uh, end the way most people thought. So move on, get somebody else, do whatever you want. You are, she's super young. And I think people are just putting that pressure. I don't know what they want from her. I don't know either. I mean, I don't think she's doing anything that, Somebody her age is doing the only thing so she's in the public eye. Well, I think she's she's definitely I mean, I think she's doing things different. However, I think she has a right to do those things different. She could do whatever she wants to. Right. Well, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, so what? She's not out. And we don't really know what she's doing because I don't know her personally. Maybe she did go to school. I don't know. Maybe she has started her own business again. I know she's had some collaborations with people, but I don't know that she started her own business. I have no idea. And so I think a lot of people her age are probably in school or taking care of their parents or starting businesses or, you know, working. And I I don't know. And so my thing is she's doing it slightly different, but she's doing it slightly different because the circle that she moves in allows it. Right. Well, I, I, it's funny because in the past, people never had an issue with socialites because that's technically what she is. She's a socialite. I never in, in the past, I've never heard anyone complain about that. Well, let me throw a name out there for you. Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's existed before, but I think it maybe it looks and you know what? Listen, in the black community, there is a disdain for them as well. Some of it I understand. Right. Because I I do think that they get a pass for things that uh, they did not create. Right. um, And things that they don't have naturally. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. That I think as black women, we are not. We're pissed on for those things. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that there is some unfairness there. But in the same uh, vein, I feel that, you know, their mom did what another mom couldn't. Yeah, she turned tragedy into triumph, and now they are reaping the benefits of that. And they figured out a way to allow those benefits to not only cover them, but their children and their grandchildren, and on and on and on. And so they have built a life that, you know, they are enjoying. Right. It's not. It's not my fault that some other people can't do it. Hell, I didn't do it. (laughs) And so I think Lori Harvey is in that same vein of, in my mind. Why is it a bad thing? There are so many young men who are doing the exact same thing that she is, but there is no outcry. Right. We all are concerned about who she dating now. And, oh, my God, why is she always dating these people? Yet, you know, you don't say the same thing about men. Right. Yeah. No, it, it's always been a double standard, though. Yeah. And I think it always yeah. will. I mean, if you date a lot, it's a problem. I don't know. I think that is eventually going to end because with this new generation, and I'm speaking of Generation Z and beyond, they don't think the way that we think. Body count doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. They have a whole different way of thinking (laughs) about things. And I think it will affect their children and their children. And I think society will be decidedly different. Now, whether or not it will be better, that remains to be seen. I mean, they sure know how to hold them and fold them. 
Well, I mean, it's because they don't ascribe as much um, meaning and power and all of that to sex as we do. The same thing goes for relationships. I mean, I I grew up in a town where, now obviously I got pregnant early, so you can tell that I I completely (laughs) overlooked this. But, you know, it was a bad thing if you had sex before you got married. Mm. It was terrible. Like you were, you know, the scarlet letter. It was just, it was crazy. And I've seen that evolve into so many different things, including, you know, men care more about body count than women do now. Women are just like, I am just finally activating, you know, my sexuality and living into, you know, whatever it is I want to be. And you can call it a slut or a, a hoe or whatever you want to, but I don't have to believe it. And as long as I don't believe it, it doesn't make it true because, right? Pers- right? And for, well, for most people, perception is reality. But I could perceive myself as, being just sexually liberated and you may perceive me as being a hoe well what you think about me is none of my business and i think it's it's been harder for women my generation anyway the light has gone out so i quit (laughs) what you could still go on because i could use the voice i could cut the video and then just just put it on the voice yeah but then it'll look stupid Uh, okay but anyway um you could at least cut that part out so I've gotten my cue. The light is gone. Uh, but at the end of, of this, all I want people to remember is mind your business. If you're not dating that person, um, if you're not in that person's uh, coins, mind your business. I think people would be happier if they did that. You can have your own opinion about certain situations. That's fine. I mean, everybody has an opinion about something, but don't do it to the point See, I'm running over time. Well, what's crazy? The lights this, are going. This one was 100 I'm trying to close the show. And oh. you, now you're not letting me. Because so now you have to edit that again. And yet another cue that it's time to go because the lights are shutting out. Now, you know what your mama said. Don't let the lights beat you. Okay? So that means we, we should have been gone. Or I should have been gone. I should have been quiet. But don't tell me to shut up. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs>